Well, hello and welcome to the Slow Home podcast. This is the podcast all about slow living in a fast-paced world. I am Brooke McCallery. My name is Ben McCallery. Welcome to episode 248. We are in week four of our Relationships Month Mm -hmm. of July. And as promised, we're going to talk about new friendships. Yeah, specifically how to create them. And how to take someone from maybe an acquaintance to a true friend. And specifically talking about these things through the lens of slowness. So, you know, taking our time, being intentional, paying attention, choosing to spend time with people based on uh, what's important to us rather than who we may just be forced into close confines with. Uh, And, yeah, I think... There's a lot to dig into here, actually, because we we are asked a lot about this broad topic. Of... Top five questions we get asked yeah. about how to find like-minded people. Yeah. Before we get into it, let me ask you this question. How's the slow book tour going? It's going really well. It's going wonderfully well, actually. I mean, I think I don't think it's unusual to say that I get nervous before I speak, but turning up every few days to one of these events is just such a joy because there's, first of all, people there, (laughs) but also people are interested. Talk about like-minded people. Yeah, absolutely. And sitting in a room with like-minded people is the most wonderful energy. Like it's just, it's just been fantastic. A good mentor of mine, I'm going to say, often says, isn't it great just to be surrounded by your people? Yeah. The people that you can have a conversation with, go into some deeper meaningful stuff, keep it lighthearted, doesn't matter. But isn't it just just to be surrounded by a lot of those people, it's it's really energising. It is. It makes you feel good. Yeah, it's life-affirming too, mm. I think, you know, particularly when the changes that I talk about and that people who come to listen to me talk about are kind of countercultural. It can feel a little bit lonely. And that's yeah. sort of what we're going to talk a little bit about today, but it can feel lonely or it can feel like you're an oddball, you know. Yeah, like it, you might be, but not because of this. Exactly, yeah. And that's so awesome to sit in a room full of people who get it. So if you're listening to this live, we are on the road. We're in Colorado Springs, or we have an event, you have an event in Colorado Springs on the weekend. Mm-hmm, 28th. And then we're off to Dallas yes. next week. So on the 2nd of August at Interrobang Books in Dallas, I'll be doing a book talk and signing some books and answering questions having a chat, taking some photos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then I have uh, in Austin yep. on the 7th of August a very special event. I'm having a In Conversations with chat with Tish Oxenrider. So Tish has been on the show a couple of times. She's written a number of books about simple living. She's a top person and I cannot wait to talk to her about simple living and slow living and how that applies to families and yeah, it's going to be great. So that's at 7 o'clock at Book People in Austin on the 7th of August. Awesome. I'm really looking forward to checking out the food scene in Austin. Yeah, me too. Some barbecue. <laughs> if anyone's listening and has a recommendation for places to eat in Austin, please let us know. Or Dallas. Or Dallas, yeah. I really, really would appreciate that. With it, like, you're looking specifically for barbecue? I just, I've got this fascination with trying like real American barbecue food. I mean, we are off uh, 
and we've had some vegan barbecue mm-hmm. while we've been Home in America, smoker. which has been awesome. But I'm after a real authentic barbecue experience. Okay. Well, enjoy So that. there you go. <laughs> yeah. I'll be going by myself. Yeah. No, the kids will come. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll come. Oh. Just eat. Baked beans. Yep. All right. Let's get into it. So the first question we should ask is because last week we concentrated on our existing relationships and more on the friendship side Mm -hmm. and managing those friendships. Yeah, and strengthening the ones that we want to put our time and energy Not only surviving but thriving with those friendships. (laughs) However, do we – so after that, then the the next question is do we really need more people in our lives? Do we need more friends? It is a good question actually and the answer is a resounding yes, we need friends. Now, I'm going to talk about my own experiences for a minute because when I went through – I, I have always found it quite tough to make new friends. I'm a very slow to build those layers of trust with people. It's pretty rare that it happens quickly for me. So as a result, as an adult, and we were going through those milestones of, you know, getting married and having kids and slowly friendships fell away. And then as I began to slow down and kind of focus more on living a values-centered life, more, more relationships and friendships fell away until I was left with very few true friendships. And I convinced myself that I didn't need any more for a long time. And that was, a, looking back, I think that was a protective thing. I was not in a good place mentally or emotionally. I had terrible self-esteem and, you know, just crippling anxiety so that any conversation with anybody that was sort of longer than 30 seconds felt really revealing and I felt very vulnerable and I would replay it for hours and days after to the point where I'm like, oh, screw this. I'm just, this is exhausting. I'm, I'm fine. I'm good by myself. And that went on for quite a few years. And Do you tie that into your like postnatal depression or was this something else? I think it, I mean, it certainly was part of the same kind of sphere of influencing factors. Yeah. But I, I think, I honestly think that I had some pretty crappy experiences with friendships as a teenager and I carried that stuff through into my early adulthood Mm -hmm. and then combined with the fact that I'm quite certain anxiety has been part of my life since about the same time in my teen years, funnily enough, into the time when I was diagnosed with depression. But anxiety is always there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that it certainly was related. Uh, But it's been the last few years that I've rediscovered what it means to have like-minded friends, friends who I'm friends with simply because I want to be, not because circumstance put us in the same class or the same uni degree or the same job, you know, and I think that's really wonderful. So that's a long way of saying that I absolutely think that friendships are vital. Because I feel that ever since we started this podcast, the amount of friends we have now, Mm -hmm. friends of the show we often call them, Yeah. but I feel like it's grown heaps. Absolutely, I agree. I think that's quite rare in your adult life that you have so many new friends because I feel it's harder to make friends when you're not in social environments all the time. Yeah, 
And I, I agree, uh, but I'm grateful for it. Put it that way. I mean, I'm, I'm so thrilled to some of the people that we have met as a result of this podcast, as a result of being willing to have difficult conversations, talk about things that a lot of people don't talk about. So it's funny, the same things that cost us some friendships earned us new ones. I, that's absolutely, I could not agree with, yeah. with that. Yeah, because some people don't anymore. want to hear it. That's yeah, fine. Exactly. So before we go into the how to develop new friendships question, I think I thought it would be kind of helpful to put a name to some of the benefits of friendships if you're like me and convincing yourself that eh, I'm good, I don't need them. This is what science has proven to uh, the benefits of friendship to be. Science. Science. That wacky guy, science. Uh, improved mood when we have strong friendships or we spend time with our like-minded people. Uh, we have support as we strive to reach goals or try to achieve something or, on the flip side, go through a difficult time. Mm-hmm. You know, relationship breakdown, death of someone we love, change in city or circumstance. So that's if the emotional support. Support, absolutely. Yeah. But on, on both sides, when thing is, things are good, you've got a friend who is supportive of you, a cheerleader for you, who doesn't envy you or, you know, cut you down. You don't, you're not looking for someone who's going to, to tall poppy syndrome you. Mm. Uh, but also, I feel like that's a very uniquely Australian term, maybe, uh, you tall, know what, tall poppy. Maybe, yeah. So What's tall poppy mean? Well, when someone is is getting too big for their boots, who's being successful, who is kicking big goals, in Australia there tends to be a habit of once they reach a certain point of success to just take them down a notch or two because you don't want them to get too big for their boots. You know, it's like it's quite an Australian <laughs> thing. I don't I don't know if it's all Australian. But that's so it's bred in jealousy. I don't even and know if it's envy. jealousy. Like you don't want to stand out from the crowd. That's that's all. Like do do good, but don't stand out too much because then you're full of yourself, right? Then you're you're up yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody wants that. I mean, then you're a snob, then you're an elitist, whatever. And Australians pride themselves on giving everyone a fair go, apparently. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Right. Before we move <laughs> way off topic. Let's keep going. Sorry about that. But, okay, some of the other benefits of friendship. Boost in your self-esteem and your self-worth and feeling like you can discuss things that you're going through, thoughts you're having, opinions you have, without judgment as well. And I think that to have that safe space, to have that place where you can share ideas without having to have constant agreement is so vital, you know, to have someone that you can have a really spirited discussion with and not feel like you will judge each other for being having different opinions. I think that's really important too. And there's also a marked reduction in stress and depression in people who have strong relationships, particularly as we age as well. Okay. So my mum is a wonderful friend to a lot of people. She has a huge network of friends. Mm -hmm. And I can see that becoming more and more important as she gets older and her friends get older because it becomes, I think it would become a lot easier to isolate yourself as you age so to have that network of friends in place before that becomes an issue is a big benefit too. I feel here's an observation and it's more of a self-analysis as well, but it's exhausting making new friends. It is it is harder, I think, as an adult to make friends because a lot goes into it emotionally and, mm-hmm. and time yep. and those two things are a limited resource. Yeah. So... I'm always got, I've always got my mental whip and chair out when 
at the prospect of having a new friend because I just know how much work goes into it. So I'm not taking this lightly at all. Mm. Like I want to make sure that this person is the right sort of friend for me. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I just, that's how I feel about new friendships. Uh, like you're defensive, you have to be protective of yourself? A little bit, but not obtuse. Like I'm not standoffish and like it, it's just it's just running through my head about how much work it is to have a friendship. Okay, that's interesting. It's just a bit of a self-analysis. No, I can understand that. I mean, because you're right. The reason people are listening to the show or exploring the idea of slow living is because time and energy feel like they are tapped out. So to add new friendships into that can feel like a, a job that sometimes we don't want to take on. Yeah, I can I can understand that. And also, you're right. Friendships don't happen like they happen when we were kids. You know, when you're kids, oh, absolutely. you yeah. bump into someone at the park and your friends. best friends. Exactly. Yeah. You don't know their names, but your best mates, and you cry when you leave. Like that's what our kids have done. <laughs> Every single park we've been in North America. Yeah, exactly. So tell me, this is the big question. Mm. This is the question we get asked. How do people find like-minded people, like-minded within the slow sort of community? How do yeah. people connect? Right. Well, I think first of all, be aware that that's what you're trying to do because that will, even just recognising that, I think will change the way you approach uh, social interactions. You know, if you're open to possibilities, if you are going to reciprocate other people's attempts at making conversation. I mean, if you're looking for new friendships, you need to be open to that, as awkward as it is, yes. you know, as awkward as it feels. And, and it does. I don't, I don't care if you're a super introvert or an extrovert or somewhere in between, it is awkward to make new friends. And every friendship goes through that early stage of, you know, awkward moments and uncertainty and are we on the same page here and how much should I share and all of those kind of questions that make us feel tense about new friendships. Everyone goes through that. So I think it's important to also be prepared to go through that if, if you're looking to create new, deep, real friendships. And then I think figure out what it is about you and your values that you would love to find in someone else. You know, if you're looking for somebody who has similar environmental uh, goals or aims as you or interests, if you're looking for someone who is into, you know, cultural exploration or travel or the way you're raising your kids or, you know, whatever it is, and then look for ways to get into that community. Attend events, join a class, join a Facebook group, you know, join a, a local Facebook group for something that you're interested in. And then when it's when when you feel like the time's right, take it offline. Go and meet at a coffee shop or a park and have a picnic. Make it really kind of low risk for everybody. But it does take a bit of bravery, I think, to be an adult and, and make new friends, particularly if you're not making these friends in the workplace or at the school gate where you're going to see people regularly. Exactly. That's that's the big thing, it, and that's the time thing that I was referring to before. Is because you you've got to go, you've got to create time. You do with like if you extrapolate it out, think how many hours you need to invest, and I use the word invest in a friendship mm. before it becomes a solid friendship or a lasting friendship. Yeah, because it takes time, a lot of time. It does. Absolutely. And if you and if you're not doing that at work or at some sort of social occasion or a sport team, 
it's you need to build that time into your already very busy lifestyle. Yeah, so you need to prioritize it. Like if you were building meditation into your day or mindfulness or exercise, you do need to prioritize it. And I think joining a club or turning up to a class can be a really good way of prioritizing that within a structure so that you know that for an hour every week you're hanging out at the yoga studio and that's where you might meet this person who you think is a cool person and maybe one day afterwards you can go out for a coffee, you know. But just put yourself in that same place frequently so that people know you're interested, they know that you're there, they know that you're going to turn up and see what comes of it from there. But I also think that it's important, and this is something that I have been very guilty of for many years, not so much anymore, but when you're making time for new friends, be who you want to be. Don't. What do you mean? I mean, I mean put. Don't come into it with hang-ups? No, from... not even that. Like, don't don't come into it thinking you should be a certain way and putting on a facade or, or presenting parts of yourself that aren't necessarily the most prominent just I've because guilty of that of, sure. and I think everyone yeah. has yeah. but what I'm what I'm getting at is if you do that and you make friends with someone their perception of who you are is actually not going to be particularly accurate and over time as you become more comfortable and reveal your true self that might impact the friendship positively or negatively but why not just put yourself out there as you are and when people are attracted to you as a friend they they get like that what they see is what they get they know what they know who you are. They know what your values are from the get go, and I know that can be kind of scary because I think one of the biggest roadblocks for friendships is a fear of rejection. No one wants to be rejected or laughed at or left out, and I think maybe by presenting a, like a, a face <laughs> that's not necessarily completely our face, we're protecting ourselves a bit from that rejection. Okay, so what about online, like building friendships online? And how would you go about doing that? Because that's, I think, a little harder. And at the beginning of the month, we spoke about dating apps that you can use. Mm-hmm. Is there friendship apps? Uh, I found, I did find one, you know, which I, again, I didn't kind of delve too deeply into it, but it looks like a dating app for friends. Uh, and I'll find what it's called and include a link to that in the show notes. Uh, I believe it's based in North America. So you could always check that out. But I, I, I truly do think that in some instances, uh, joining a few Facebook groups of local organizations, local interests that you are into can be a really great way of finding people in your area who are interested in the same things. I mean, I see that all the time. I'm, like there's a minimalist Sydney group. Um, that I'm a member of on Facebook. I don't do much with it, but I get to see other people connect and then go and meet in real life and then become friends in real life mm. because of this one shared interest. And then also, I guess, the the book tour events yes. are basically that as well. Well, I've already seen at every event. Me people too. People like shaking hands, hi, I'm so-and-so. Oh, cool, let's exchange, you know, Facebooks or whatever. Yeah. And To that- the point we were in Seattle and someone said, Hi, so and so. Great to meet you. We actually live like oh, yeah, a few doors, up. few doors down from your house. Yeah, so they're so deep. Like it, w- it was just perfect, and yeah. they're going to catch up for coffee. And so uh, we've seen friendships be created because of these book tours. Yeah, exactly. So think about any way that you can get into a group online or in person with people who are into something that you're also interested in, and just see. 
Okay, so you've done all the work on being putting yourself out there and, and creating new friendships and new mm-hmm. friendship groups. What if it? What do you do if it just doesn't work? Oh yeah, well, that happens all the time, uh, and I think you just accept that sometimes it's not going to work out. I mean, you and I had an instance where we met some people a couple of years ago where we really hit it off. We're like, great, these guys live not far from us. We will develop this friendship over time. And every time we tried beyond that first kind of hanging out experience where Mm. you and I were like, these people are tops. Let's, yeah, you know, let's hang. Let's yeah, exactly. It was never reciprocated. Mm. Uh, And it took us a bit of time to acknowledge that they just weren't in a position to strike up a new friendship. Okay. But that was nothing to do with us as far as I could tell. It's circumstance. So sometimes people are not open to, to developing really deep relationships at the same time as you are, and that's okay. Try not to take that personally. And also then there are other friendships that will just remain in that shallow, small talk, you know, catch up at the school gate or you know, see each other in a group setting for coffee once every three months kind of zone. And that's also fine. I think there's all different kinds of friendships and space for all of them. Uh, And I think it's nice to have someone that if you bump into them down at the shops, you can say hello, have a quick catch up, but then not feel like you need to, you know, spend like a week away with them or something like that. So uh, maybe another issue that a lot of people have Mm. is particularly if you're an introvert, like yourself, mm-hmm. is being really, really shy in those social situations. Yes. And I know a lot of people have written in questions about that, of being just reserved and very, very shy but wanting to make new friends. Mm-hmm. What, are, what are some of the tips from a fellow introvert? Yeah, that's a good question actually. Um, and I mean not every introvert is shy, of course, and every shy person is an introvert, I guess, although I'd say most of them are. If you're a shy extrovert, let me know. I'd yeah. be really interested to hear if that's a combination. That, that's that me. People... You're shy? I don't think you're shy. And this is something I have had to get better at myself just because of the work that I do and, you know, um, going to events and all that kind of stuff. It's, I think, really important to have a couple of strategies that you can carry with you into situations where you are going to be meeting new people. And even if you are open to starting friendships, how do you navigate that initial introvert paralysis that we can sometimes experience? So for me, I always tend to turn the focus on the person that I'm speaking to because I feel the most self-conscious when I'm talking about myself. You know, if I'm having to introduce myself or kind of neatly sum up something that I'm doing or talking about or whatever. So by asking people questions, you immediately get to feel more at ease as they feel at ease by sharing things about themselves. I guess the difficulty is when you've got two people who are like, I'm not going to talk about myself. I'm just going to ask you a question. And then the other person's like, I'm going to ask you a question in response. So they're just bridging (laughs) bridging questions the whole conversation. Uh, But questions, I mean, that's really what what you do. You ask questions. But ask meaningful questions. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to talk to people, make it worthwhile. Don't just say, oh, so, you know. What do you do for work? Yeah. Um, you know, what, what are you passionate about? What do you do for fun? What's the last holiday you went on? You know, what music do you listen to? Anything. 
podcast, book, what book are you reading? Like ask people interesting because questions. Because then you can go into the deeper conversations Quickly. after that initial, yeah. you know, uh, trolling question. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then the, like the follow-on from that is to simply pay attention, be an active listener. If there's something that you have in common, seize upon that and talk about it. If there's a passion that you both seem to, to share, you know, riff on that and, and build a relationship around those commonalities rather than feeling like you need to bridge every single difference. Just find one link. So just trying to put a, like a nice bow on this relationships topic, there's one phrase that has come out every single episode, it's active listening. Mm-hmm. And I really think that that is the cornerstone to develop meaningful, longer-lasting relationships, whether it's romantically within the family or, or, or friendships. Yeah. And it's just, it's one of the easiest ways to turn up for people. Just listen. Really hard to do. Oh, absolutely. It's not easy. No, because, but this is where, you know, again, the whole big network of slow living starts to come together piece by piece. Mm. Because if you learn to slow down, if you learn to create space in your head. Be intentional with your presence. Exactly. With your energy and your space and your time, then you have a little more of that headspace. To, to learn how to. to listen actively. Absolutely. You know, it's not like one piece isn't going to bring everything together, but if you slowly start adapting different ideas of slow living into your life, you're going to find that these things aren't so difficult and aren't such a stretch over time. So it's a simple way of, of living that is complex in its practicality, oh, a bit yeah. like slow living. So that's relationships. I wanted to quickly just ask you a couple of questions about next month. And what we're doing for the podcast next month, we are on the road. August is if there is ever going to be a tilting month (laughs) to the year, it's going to be August for us because we've got almost back-to-back book events for quite a number of dates in August. Again, head over to slowyourhome.com slash events to find out more. And while you're there, you can also visit the show notes to this (laughs) podcast it's episode 248, so that's slowyourhome.com slash 248. So what are we going to do for August? Uh, the episodes that we release in August, fingers crossed providing all technical issues have been solved, is um, putting up, we're going to share some of my in conversations with book events. So uh, there'll be an episode with my conversation with Courtney Carver that I'm recording in Salt Lake City. There'll be an episode with my conversation with Tish uh, and there may be a live recording from Nashville as well. So we'll put a hostful up next week. Yeah, we're going to do a hostful next week. Because it's been a while since we've done like a Q&A. A lot of questions have come through. Yeah. But yeah, August is going to be a lot of live shows. So, uh, you know, already just like a, a pre-apology if the sound quality is not <laughs> what you're used to, our producer Ryan does a tremendous job so i'm sure he'll he'll nail it but it will be a live recording so yeah yeah looking forward to them yeah hopefully i get to see some of you out on the road over the next couple of months but enjoy your week who is that I put pass. Experience where mm. you and I were like, these people are tops. Let's. Yeah.
Yeah. Let's hang. Let's yeah, exactly. It was never reciprocated. Mm. Uh, and it took us a bit of time to acknowledge that they just weren't in a position to strike up a new friendship. Okay. And so I think that that's... I'm really... Can I come over and you can whisper who these people are? 